0: Welcome to the Ask Philip Podcast. Today, Philip talks about code and algorithms are the key to understanding investing in the 21st century. If you don't understand inflation, have fun staying poor. And and
1: now here's Philip. All right, happy uh, late fourth of July, July fifth, twenty twenty one. And I know most of y'all are probably taking a day off, so enjoy this podcast on your day off. I'm kind of taking a half day off. I'm working a little bit this morning, but let's uh, let's get down to the show. So where we will we'll start with? I think. For people to understand the trends in the 2020, 2020, dang, I don't even 21st century, you have to understand code and artificial technology because code is how we speak to computers and artificial technology, it's what's going to replace uh, many of the things that 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 humans do. So, so parallels back in nineteen hundreds to the 20th century, machines took the place of a lot of uh, human uh labor um from you know and like and this isn't a human, but cars at the place of of horses um machines that we used to live used to um you know we used to use humans to lift heavy things we learn how to use machines uh calculators right if, if y'all have ever seen the movie um for uh man, I'm forgetting the name of it with the it was a good movie with the with the um NASA program and the Uh, the black ladies who were all the the ladies behind it, man, I'm forgetting the name of it, hidden figures, right? How they were computers and then computers actually started doing calculations. So that was kind of a theme there here. Artificial intelligence is going to replace a lot of human jobs. And and, and I believe just in that time, people thought that there was not going to be jobs for humans. There still plenty of jobs for humans. I think moving forward, we'll just do jobs that are more human, that, that are, um, uh, that you know, we're better at than computers that computers can't do but artificial artificial intelligence and code is going to replace a lot of what we do. So a specific example in the context of understanding one of the big themes money right? one of the important things for um, for civilizations was for to separate government from monetary policy. Um, and so that's that's that was the original role of central bank. central bank said, hey, um, we need to be independent. Because we don't need government controlling monetary policy A society and economy needs uh, consistent, um, dependable monetary policy uh, that, you know, and and governments have different incentives. People in government want to stay in power. And so they'll do they can get irresponsible with money um, to stay in power. And so, you know, the the original reason it was set up was, I believe, altruistic and. It worked for a period of time, but like everything else, we have to innovate. And so, um, code, and specifically what what Bitcoin is is monetary policy and code. So it, it it does the same thing. It puts a wall between government and monetary policy. But instead of having central banks which are run by humans, which can be corrupted, which can be uh, bribed, which can you know be empathetic to friends. And government officials, because they're human, uh, and and things can happen in a, in a non-transparent way. Bitcoin replaces the people making decisions over monetary policy with code, and code is simple. Code code doesn't have emotions. Code can't play favorites. Code is transparent, so we can look and see what the rules are. Um, we can we can agree to it, and it's a it's it's a good. thing. think about everything that code does better than, than humans. So let's go back to the advertising agency, right? We used to have advertising executives who decided, um, you know, what, um, you know, what information should be put in front of what people, uh, think of, you know, mad men now with Facebook, which is the best advertising place on the planet. They use their algorithms to figure it out. Right. you, uh, they they know what we like, what we want to buy, all this information based on based on the data we put in, and then they feed us ads that we very likely want to see. And if you're running a Facebook campaign, what most Facebook marketers know is you want to, you know, run multiple stuff and let the algorithm tell you what people like the most, and then trust the algorithm because it's way better than human discretion. Same thing with Amazon, right? We used to have. Uh, big corporate buyers at Walmart—they had all the power on what went on the shelf and what people saw. And so Amazon lets the algorithm um, decide what you see on Amazon based on other people's favorites that are similar to yours and your favorites. And so algorithms are taking over the world. You got to understand it. And algorithms—and I just said algorithms, i didn't explain what they were. algorithms, algorithms are just just simple 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 rules. Like think of it like a simple algorithm is an if then statement. If if, 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 I, um, if I wake, we and we run, we run small algorithms in our head, So, you know, what's a good algorithm? A good algorithm is, uh, if it's a new day, I need to take a shower, right? Or uh, if it's a new day and it's five o'clock. It's time for me to work out if that's my workout time. So it's set rules in place. The difference with computers and humans is, you know, uh, computers, we, we we have emotions and we can not feel like working out. Computers do the algorithms regardless. Going back to calculators, um, humans can make errors. Computers don't make errors on calculation. And so algorithms are helping replace mundane tasks uh, for uh, in, 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 in what we do. Um, so that's... That, that's one example. The, 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 other, the other thing I want to talk about today, too, is inflation. You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad was a book that I read probably in not, 2002, 2003, 2004. It was very influential in my financial journey. And he explains money and, and, and building wealth super simply. But I think I simplified even more. The, the difference between the rich and the poor are people who understand inflation or or better known as uh, currency depreciation currency debasement and people who don't because the system is set up to um, make money worth less over time and force society to invest resources in productive assets businesses and all that kind of stuff it's, it's designed that way it's not a it's not a um, system designed to be uh bad in and of itself it, it was designed that way i think the difference is people who don't understand the rules and don't understand inflation uh get left behind there's also some you know the a big part of it is also limited access to capital because you know if you're in a capitalist system and you, and you exclude the population from capital money being able to own real estate and land that plays a big part but but specifically since you know um um uh but if you if you understand the game and everybody can, you know, has the ability to um, play the game today and, and for a while, then you can then you can be on the right side of the game, regardless of of who you are. And it's understanding um, the system in the basement. And so um, l- let me say what I mean. So you would have made a lot of money if, if you know. OK, cool. They're going to make the value of the money worth less over time. So I don't want to hold a whole lot of cash. Cash is no longer safe, right? That's kind of rule number one. You learn that keeping cash or cash is, is no bueno and it's gotten worse over time in America. So I don't want to do that. So, so what I want to do is put my assets and things that are grow, going to grow at a, at a rate faster than the money printing rate. And so then you have to figure out what's the money printing rate, right? For a while it was three four percent. So you're like, hey, if I can find an investment that does better than three four percent, put my cash in there, and I will do better over time because my money grows higher than the money printing rate or the depreciating rate. Se- secondarily, you have people who would, you know, the reason why private equity and real estate folks did so so well is they would then borrow money. So when you borrow money, you're basically shorting shorting an asset. And if you think and if you think cash is going to go down in value then you want to, you want to short it when you're shorting an asset. Um, if it, if you, if you think it's going to go down in value, which again, we said cash does, it will, and historically has then borrowing money in that asset is a way to short it. Cause you're saying, Hey, I don't want to own it. So the reverse of owning it is borrowing it. That's really what shorting is. Y'all, if you shorten a stock, you're borrowing a stock and then you'll deliver it back at a lower price, which allows you to make a profit. Um, so you say, hey, I want to borrow cash, I want to invest it in an asset that's going to go up higher than the rate of money printing rate, and then I'll pay back the money with, um, with money worth more uh, later when the currency is worth less, right? And so that's why you get so rich. If you borrow wisely and borrow smartly and invest in real estate, private businesses, stuff like that, um, um, owning businesses, right, taking your cash and starting a business generating cash and reinvesting in your business and growing it at a higher rate than the money printing rate is good too again stocks real estate crypto anything that grows at a higher rate than the money printer rate uh you get richer so as long as you're able to do that you're fine but if you're if you're not saving and investing um then that's that's one strike because then you, you you're you don't have any savings and you definitely can't increase your quality of life over time by investing in things that are going to be higher than the money printing rate. And if your income isn't growing at a higher rate than the money printing rate, then you're going backwards. You're going down on the elevator versus going up. And so you got to understand the game and play the game appropriate uh, in in the, in the current system. And, and as you, as you know, as I've talked about, I think Bitcoin fixes this, but it's going to take a while. And so, in the in you know, and I mean like, I don't think we're gonna be under under a full new monetary system for a good 20-30 years, right? This is gonna be a slow transition, hopefully. Because a slow transition is good, that means not a lot of chaos in the short term. And so you're gonna to have to learn the system, uh if you're gonna be alive in the next 20 or 30 years. And so understand how it works. Last topic: changing how to change your mood. How to change your mood is important because um when you're investing or building wealth, there's going to be times where your mood causes you to want to do things. Right. Either you become you know, impatient at the returns and you want you want things to go up and it's not going up or you're scared because things are volatile and you're hearing all this bad news and you want it to go down. And so, you know, good mood changing techniques are really, really important to be able to help you make good decisions um, and this is an additional to accountability. so I talked about in the previous episode about having a wealth manager to keep you accountable barring their faith, patience and discipline, having a group of peers that you can talk to. but mood changing is important too. so you know a couple things right? what you eat affects your mood. Uh, working out helps improve your mood. If you eat healthy, you you tend to have more energy, to control your mood better. Working out helps. Meditation is huge. y'all I know this sounds cliche. You know, but I, I believe a lot of people are struggling in the world mentally because, like, you know, people have turned away from um, re- religion for multiple reasons. But re- religion has some really good practices that help you keep the mind strong. One thing being meditation. The, the 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 secret is not like praying to you know this person or that person. The secret is meditation, like keeping you know um, clearing the browsers in the mind. That's that's been a game changer uh, for me. I've always been a, you know, prayerful person, but focusing on just specifically meditation has taken that to a whole new level. Cause I understand what it's doing. It's like, it's like exercise for the mind and, and you only got to do five, 10 minutes a day. You can start really, really small. Um, friends, laughter, spending time with people you care about. That's important. Music, right? Music is so influential on your mood, right? If you're if you if you're feeling, if you need some uplift or inspiration, listen to inspirational um, music, some feel-good music, some music that reminds you of uh, fond uh, memories. Motivational CDs. I know when I'm trying to get a concept in my head, um, and I you know, I'm not talking about, I mean, if, if, if Sony Robbins slows your boat, that's cool, he's cool, but I'm talking about like, if I want something to stick, a principle to stick, like for example, Bitcoin, I will listen to the same same or or a bunch of the similar type of topics over and over and over again for like months to get it in my head and get the concept to stick and so if I'm um same thing when I learned about investment learned about investing I learned about the principles of faith patience discipline long-term investing and I would just drill that over and over and over again into until, until not that it was in my brain until it's in my soul right and then whenever I got shaky on it I would drill it some more, right? Drill it over and over and over and over and over again. Cause there's some, there's things that, you know, intellectually, but until it's in your soul, right? You're not going to act properly on it. So drilling helpful information into your head over and over and over again. And it, you know, early on, it's kind of boring and mundane, but after doing this for like, man, almost 20 years, right? It, now I have to say, all right, Philip, you don't have to drill as much because it's such a habit. I mean, I, I drill principles and concepts into my head over and over and over again, uh, quite often um, to keep those principles strong in my head. And there are certain principles that I think are important to me that I want to uh, embody myself and then put into my kids. And so I'm always I'm listening to podcasts about those principles, re-listening to books about those principles. I have books up in my room that remind me of the principles just when I look at them. Um, I'll reread passages from books. I'll reread notes, right? I'll reread journal entries. I'll journal about those principles. Part of the podcast is also, the podcast helped me reiterate those principles because it's one thing to read it, see it, hear it, to teach it also helps instill those principles. And so um, drilling those principles will also help uh, solidify it and keep the, uh, allow you to change your mood um, and, and not rely so much on emotions. But I hope this is helpful. Uh, y'all enjoy your holiday and uh, till tomorrow.
0: If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash